driving into town, I just kind of think of everything and wonder. This city is home. It's the only home I've ever known. And all I've known it for is fear and loathing. The fact that nobody wants friends, nobody wants relationships, nobody wants just to interact and be together and grow together as people and, you know, help each other. Everyone wants something. Everyone wants something in exchange for something. Everyone wants favors. Like, I haven't read, I haven't actually read, I know everyone's watched it, so have I, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and that's good. It's amazing cinematography, but it ruins the book because it just turns into a bunch of amazing visuals that have no meaning whatsoever. Um, but this is apparently what Hunter S. Thompson actually describes in the books, and I need to read it for that reason. Um, but I, everyone wants something. Everyone just wants to use you. That's my experience. If you can't, if you're not, if you're useful to someone, they'll try and milk it from you as much as you're willing to let them. Once you stop being useful, or worse yet, stop letting them use you, they become the most horrible people ever. They don't. They become some of the most horrible people ever. Not openly horrible, insofar as they're not openly horrible. Because this and this is my defining factor, thanks to my experience in this city. I consider it less. I consider people less horrible when they're openly horrible about the and they're open about the fact that they don't like me. Why? Because so many people I've interacted with are the worst type of horrible, where they act like they like me, constantly act like they like me, just to get things out of me. That's what they do around here. They don't tell, nobody tells you that they hate you. Nobody's willing to do that because it means that they won't get something out of you. Nobody's willing to tell you why you're not getting invited out to all the fun things, why you're only like seeing half the conversations, why you're getting invited out to some things, but then you're staying alone grabbing a wall. Why are you doing that? Because they're not useful enough to them or you're not in crowd enough. You're not polished enough. You're not bougie enough or or whatever the fuck I've spent my entire life here living that existence living this stunted half-life of being nobody unless people wanted me for something this has been this is how I was, was in high school when I started making quote-unquote friends it's how it was in fucking on the internet so much. It's how it was in my attempts at leftist organizing here. How it was <laughs> when I went to model parliament, or as I like to call it, as I should call it, fear and loathing in Victoria. Selfish fucking selfish or fucks. I'm not going back there because it's sad so much. It's just this city concentrated. The only reason I have to go back there is to just show them all a middle finger, give my last two speeches, play my heel character that's just like, fuck you all, I'm better than you because I am better than them. <laughs> because they're just dumb. They're self-absorbed. They're so self-absorbed they can't see past their own the end of their own fucking nose. 
Nobody and everybody in this city is. We're so self-absorbed. We refuse to count for our own self-absorption. We won't even talk about our fucking cultural ties to the rest of the Pacific Northwest because we want to be white supremacists and because we want to whitewash, we want to erase all of that alienation. To think that I am 28 years old and my wife just read t today to me the poem Howl for the first time is a fucking travesty. God damn, got it? It's a fucking travesty. Because that poem encapsulates this fucking city. I bet she was thinking of it the first time that I took her down to the fucking downtown east side. Because that's what it is. It's this city. It's the dregs and the, it's all the erased, all of the forgotten. As I was telling her, we had industrial schools here. Ireland talks about the fucking Magdalene laundries. We basically had those here. You know, that's what industrial schools were, right? Hard labor. We had those here. We had them till the 1970s. The NDP under Dave Barrett got rid of them. And, but we had them. We had homes for unwed mothers, for fuck's sake, for delinquent and for delinquent boys. And we don't talk about them. Woodland stood for most of my childhood as a fucking disgraceful monument to all that we'd done to disabled people in this province, the forced sterilizations, the abuse, and what happens when it burns down? Everyone just says it's for the fucking better because it's bad memories and we don't want to dredge them up anymore. Auschwitz is a fucking museum. You know why? You know why? Because a warning, a warning we're not even heeding, of course, but it's a warning. It's supposed to stand as a warning to future generations, to not repeat what happened so that we don't forget. But here we just want to forget. Woodlands burns down and we put condos on top of it, for fuck's sake. But we won't put gravestones on the fucking grave markers unless their fucking families fucking pay for it. If the families even want to fucking do it, because it was, in most cases, it was the fucking families who fucking put their fuck, their goddamn quote-unquote, relatives, beloved loved ones, quote-unquote, for a reason, there in the first place. The reason they want to put the fucking gravestone up is because they goddamn well murder that person by putting them there and leaving them there, and they don't want to be accountable for it because they're goddamn fault. Because they're so fucking fragile. I've got a great, great, grandfather who died in there and I know barely anything about him. My grandma apparently knows about him but I never learned about this part of my family history. Even when it was apparent that I was severely mentally ill. Why? Because it's shameful. Because we want to fucking forget about it. Because we want to try and because we want to polish our reputation. Because if people know about it, then that's an excuse to cut us out and exploit us and not give us anything an excuse to take more from us. It's an excuse to take more. Excuse to use more. Excuse to take more from me because I'm mentally ill. That's what everyone's used it as. That's what Left Book used it as, for fuck's sake. Atheism plus Left Book, all of it. Bottle Parliament, too. So all of this is about forgetting. You're not allowed to take pictures of Riverview because we want to bury it at the side of the road and forget about it. Of the old abandoned buildings that can't, you can't even go inside anymore because they're full of fucking asbestos.
you know, the ones that Paula Abdul used to record dance videos in. Did I mention that Paula Abdul used to record dance videos in a fucking asylum where we fucking abused mentally ill people for years? Yeah, that's how sanitized we get. We just start using it for filming. Oh yeah, we're just gonna film some dance videos in the assembly. We're not using this anymore. Who cares about the history, right? There was still urban explorers fucking went there and still found leftover set materials in there a decade ago. I will add. We had a prison that was open for barely 15 years in Haney. That was so horrible according to a guard who guard who later became premier, NDP premier, named Dave Barrett, that he vowed to have it shut down when he left. What the fuck happened there? We don't know. All I've ever found is some propaganda materials on, like, glorifying it. Like, what actually happened there? Why was it shut down so quickly? We don't know. Let's not talk about this. It's bad memories. We don't want to dredge it up. We just want to forget about it. Sterilizing fucking disabled people. Of course, the residential schools. I don't even need... I shouldn't even have to go into that, but I probably should go into that. Like, of course we had those. The one in Mission, that one was demolished. The Catholic Church got away with demolishing the old buildings back in, like, the 1950s. That was a hoot. We had a fucking house from one of them. Uh, the one in... There was one in Chilliwack, too. And if you go back in Google Map... In Google Earth, you go into historical view you, along um, better... Better Road, by Sardis, and Sardis, I think it's like by Sardis Road or something like that. You can look at it in historic view and you can see actually an old house standing there until about 2009. You know whose house that was? That was the headmaster's house. And it didn't get torn until 2010 because apparently someone listed it on the historic register back in 1990. That's Chilliwack. That's like fascist central, by the way, in the Fraser Valley. It's referred to as one of Canada's Bible belts. Just so you know what it's like. They're Dutch Mennonites. Like, if you know what it's like in Bellingham and Linden, Washington, well, that just extends across the border into Abbotsford and Chilliwack. Believe me, I grew up out that way. And, um, oh, yeah. So, on it, there's there's a sticker in one window. There's a small sticker. It's got some certain colors on it that some people might think, oh, maybe that's like some old visa sticker. Maybe someone's using it. No, 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 no. It's really blurry, but I looked at it and compared it to, um, I am pretty sure it's the fucking South African apartheid flag. You know, the system that was based off of Canada's residential school system. Yeah, it's all fucking connected, isn't it? And we try and fucking alienate ourselves with, from it. We demolished our black neighborhood for fuck's sake. That's why we cut ourselves off from the Pacific Northwest culture and all the... and everything down in the States. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it now. Judge Begbie wasn't a hanging judge, he was a lynching judge. We had lynchings up here too. The definitive lynching gets artificially narrowed because in order to confine it to the south, because you know fucking what? If we didn't have black people lynch, we just went for the local indigenous people instead. And that's what happened up here. It was done through the law. I mean, it was done through the law, I believe, in a lot of cases in the south too. I'd have to refresh my memory on the exact history of it, but... <laughs> Like, 
we had a fucking statue of him in New Westminster overlooking the very feet, the very yard where he hanged six innocent indigenous men until last year. And Begbie Street's still named. I like, that's what we did too. Like, <laughs> we did it too. And that's why we cut ourselves off from that history down south is because like that's all my schooling was in terms of cultural education. The American Revolution, I mean, at the very least I had a Trotskyist ninth grade history teacher who said the American Revolution wasn't a real revolution. So at least got that out of it. But we but we they were taught it didn't matter because we were taught that American history didn't really matter. The his, the stuff behind it didn't really matter. The Civil War, we weren't taught of any of the history behind it. <coughs> it was mostly shown into this in this context of oh this is so brutal and all the white government people up here wanted to avoid it happening and blah 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 because it's so brutal and visceral and and I'm just like The reason we want to avoid it happening is because it was fucking racist shit. You know, the Confederate, you know, you, we all know what the Confederacy was. We should know. The reason we don't know is because we're not taught about it properly. Because we taught shit like that instead. And the re but, you know, we're trying to connect ourselves culturally. Like, the, the whole, all on culture, it's all like, all about just pushing Canada. You know, we can't really, we don't have time to talk about what was going on in our, with our big giant imperial neighbors to the south. We have to focus on Canada. Why? Why, you ask? Why? Why? Why are we focusing on Canada and this whole, like, we even have this whole thing about, you know, treating Americans and American culture as a threat quote unquote because they will like invade us and turn us into the 51st state line. No 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 that's not it. That's not it. It's not because it's the wrong kind of white nationalism because Yeah it's about white nationalism if you didn't guess already. It's not about that it's the wrong kind of white nationalism. It's that American culture's got a lot of black people in it. It's got a lot of black influence in it. It's not white culture. Like, if, if we here in Vancouver acknowledged our cultural ties to PNW, we'd have to acknowledge Seattle, which... <laughs> we'd have to really acknowledge in more than words that, yes, we hadn't destroyed a black neighborhood. <laughs> Why? Because, um, yeah. Why do we cut ourselves off from the culture that is our culture, the PN, the Pacific Northwest culture that we are literally a part of and instead try and constantly associate, like, at least in education and culturally associate ourselves with quote-unquote Canadian culture, which is actually centered around Toronto. Literally across the continent. This also explains some of that so quote-unquote Western alienation, by the way, even though that's wrapped up in white nationalism, but we're constantly trying to associate ourselves with Toronto and Montreal, these colonial cultures back east. Why? Because it's white culture. Canadian always means white, of course. Well, of course it does. That, again, should just be a given. But it, 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 it really means white because Canada is even more white nationalist than the U.S. Like, it's even more of a white enclave than the U.S. Why do you think we're so friendly about weed and, you know, LGBT plus folks? Is because we're, it's whiteness. It's all, we're all white anyway. It's just white people helping white people. So, of course, we're going to be fought. We're going to be better on it. Oh. 
so much fucking shit. And, and so that's why, but that's why we distance ourselves from that culture, from the actual ties we have to Portland and Seattle, because that's not white culture. So much of it is black and indigenous and Latin, you know, Mexican, right? All these ties to the U.S., to, to the beat poets, to, you know, everything you know, to the white, to both the, the, like, good and bad sides, like, the the actual cultures, like, beat poetry and all the other cultural elements, as well as to the bad sides, to the white nation that Oregon was supposed to be, and, you know, the eugenicist policies that were most popular and first originated on the West Coast, here, right, in, in the glory, in what's supposed to be the white nation, the, the last best West is, I, as we were taught, as it was called at the beginning of the 21st century, as, as in Canada, as, the, as BC, Western Canada was called. Why? Because it's empty. It's been emptied of people who aren't white. That's why it's the last best West, because it's the only place where you can have the white nation. Nirvana, BC. Oh, we only we we are only people of the finest Canadian stock back in 1909. Old stock Canadians, folks. It's all connected. And what am I getting at with this? Was like, what am I wondering about? Because what I wonder is, this city is so alienating, so fake, so fucking alien to me so white nationalist so white nationalist we can't even properly acknowledge our cultural ties with white nationalism down south because that would acknowledge calling, involve acknowledging our non-white cultural ties properly as well rather than just being like oh Jimi Hendrix learned how to play guitar here isn't that awesome yeah there's a lot more fucking to it than that but as I was saying, I don't, like, at the same time, this this is not just the only home I've ever known. This place feels like home. I have an attachment to this place that I don't feel when I've gone anywhere else, even, like, just to the interior. I've been around a fair bit of this continent now. I just have this weird attachment to this place. I don't understand why. Why? Because I should be willing to pack up and move anywhere else. I call Seattle my home away from home because even Seattle's better. Even Seattle's nicer. Seattle always treats me right. It's always good when I go there. Good things always happen. People are always good to me. You know? It's nice. But this is home as much as I hate it. As much as the people here suck, as much as everyone here is just fake and out to get you and only wants to use you for something, as much as it's all about clout and clout posting, all of the worst aspects of left book, of, of, click, of clicky social norms manifest on here is the only place that I can compare to in terms of this alienation is the internet. I don't fucking understand. I don't understand why I'm so attached here. Maybe it has something to do with 
not knowing who my, the fact that why my family kept my dad away from me and he wasn't harassing us or anything at all. I was, it was just this veiled coat of silence around him, which really makes me wonder. It's like, that's really suspicious, especially knowing how racist my grandmother is and a lot how racist my fucking family is in that Canadian way of just casually being openly racist as fuck of course I don't know though I don't know anything I don't know why I have this attachment why I feel at home like driving down Pender Street as I am like this I don't know at all I don't understand it and I want to so fucking badly. Y'all have no idea. Y'all have absolutely no fucking clue how much this vexes me. Because the proposal of going somewhere else to me even somewhere that would be socially better, where I might fit in better, where I might find more cultural outs, like fellow goths, because the, that's a thing that, that's a thing that isn't popular around here anymore for some reason, but we'll, get, we'll maybe get into that into another rant, but I don't know, like, I just feel this inexplicable attachment still. Even after I let all of this out and lay it on the table. I just can't leave. See myself leaving. If I were I would I would try and fight it. I feel attached to this I feel attached to this fucking land, damn it, for some reason. I don't understand it. Because I shouldn't be. Home for me should be, as far as I know, it should be Caversham, England. I should be going back to visit my, my buddy Rod, the amazing bear, all the time and in Reading. I think he lives in Reading. And, you know, having fun in England with awesome English goth trans girls that I know. But, no, I'm here. I'm here. I feel like I belong here, and I don't understand it at all. I have almost no desire to go back to England. Like, why would I care about my family for, like, I know I've done enough research to know that they're fucking ter- that they're, they're terrible, terrible going, they're just terrible petty bourgeois fucks going back at least a hundred years and probably more. Why do I feel so attached to here, though? Because at least the people there would still be better than here, right? Because anywhere is better than here, and I know that from experience. Anywhere is better than here socially. Anywhere. But I want to stay here. And it's not just this, like, I wouldn't know what to do, I wouldn't have any connections. Like, I say that at first, but 
no, I can figure it out in a better city where I can actually make connections. Like I would actually, I don't have any connections in this city, really, other than a few, you know, a few people that I've lucked into that I can tug as connections because they understand that quote unquote mode of social interaction, if you can call it that. But I don't have, I don't have people I consider real friends. And like, I could easily get new connections in a new city. <sighs> like, you know, connections and friends are two different things. And I would have an easier time making friends in a new city than I would here. Much easier, like way easier. Like a million times easier. I've just explained exactly why. But I don't want to. Like, I'm just like, no, this is home and it would be wrong to take me away. I just don't understand it. This doesn't feel like autistic inertia. I know that feel. This doesn't feel like that. Maybe it is. Maybe it'll end up just being that. I don't know. There's something beneath this glass city that I'm interested in, that I'm attached to. Something beneath this alienation and loneliness and suffering, something underneath that draws me back here every time, that won't let me leave. Something underneath all of this pain and suffering and exploitation. I don't know. End program.